0: DJ and PK joined now by Kareem Copeland from the Washington Post. He covers Naval Academy football and he joins us on the T Mobile special guest line. T Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Kareem, good morning.
1: Good morning, fellas. What's going
0: on? Didn't know you were going to be on radio back in Utah again, did you? Isn't it weird? <laughs> Y'all just can't get rid of me, can
1: you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Kareem worked for the Associated Press in Utah for a while and was covering, well, when you can work for AP, you cover a little bit of everything, but saw him in a lot of jazz games, college yeah. football games, that kind of oh, stuff. Oh,
2: everything, yeah. Yep. Saw him many times. I was wondering who's a bigger export in the nation's capital, Alex Smith or Kareem Copeland? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're going to give Alex the pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious here. We're, we're, we're going to give him that win on that one.
0: Yeah. I, I'm curious here. You know how it is because you lived in Utah, and you know the hype for college football season. You know how everyone would go to practices. You could see some stuff. People would tell you stuff. Sometimes they tell you in the microphone. Sometimes they tell you off to the side. And, you know, you, even if you didn't hear it, you, you might hear it from another reporter who heard it. And so we kind of had a ballpark idea. Well, you practices are closed, and you have the Zoom, and there's no small talk before or after a Zoom call. There's just you click leave meeting, and that's it. So there's a lot less information out there, a lot more unknowns, which in some ways is good been, and in some ways bad. But I would think at Navy, you got all the same issues there with the Naval Academy?
1: Absolutely. There issues so there. same issues with everybody. It's crazy. Um, I've been having this conversation um, multiple times, you just don't get the same the same depth in your reporting just because first off you're not there and you don't you don't feel and see that atmosphere and the little things that you know you look out for that you normally would when you know you're a reporter out covering practices. And first off you don't get any of that little bit of context from just kind of observing things. Second of all, it's it's such a rigid structure on these Zoom calls that we're all on. I mean it's so it's better than nothing, so I'm, I'm, I try not to complain about it, but all those little, like you said, it, it's it's not a conversation like it used to be where kind of sometimes you're just kind of riffing with a coach or there's a couple of reporters, there's three or four of you talking to a coach, and it's just a conversation that everybody's having, and when you're on Zoom, it's like, Question. Answer. Okay, your turn to ask a question. Answer. Okay, now your turn. And so it's very rigid and it has no flow to it. Um, I I had to set up something the other day uh, for a one on one, and and I was telling him at the time I don't need him for a long time. But it's just like if this was a regular practice, I would have just walked off to the side with the coach for five minutes, real quick, asked a couple nuanced questions, and that would have been it. There's none of that anymore. So it's 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 really hard to um um it, it's really difficult to get depth, I think in reporting, and so um we're all trying to figure this out as we go, and um especially with me it's even stranger with them because you know they're they're locked up in their own bubble up there um at the up in Annapolis. The so they've had everybody come back, um including you know the regular midshipmen um everybody's back on campus, and no one's allowed to leave. You can do that when you're in the Navy because hey, you know you're military installation. Uh, whereas other other universities are worried about kids, you know, going back off campus, off campus living or whatever that is. Um, Navy, everybody kind of lives in the same dormitory, and so it's been much easier for them to kind of have a self-imposed bubble. But at the same time, you know, that kind of leaves us out, just kind of wondering what's going on, and, and they changed practices so much to try to, um, to, to to avoid spreading this coronavirus. And so there's been a lot less hitting. There's been uh, everything that is normal in a football practice that has been changed. They've been trying to avoid so much face-to-face um, contact. For instance, they haven't been, I think just this last week they started Really tackling. That's a huge concern because they've just been working on bags since they returned in July. Um, they haven't been doing a whole lot of offensive line, defensive line, face to face work because they've been trying to avoid, you know, people being basically breathing in each other's faces. And there's this concern that, Hey, if one person came down with it and you've been doing all this face to face tackling and face to face blocking that you could easily wipe out an entire position or wipe out an entire, uh, in several starters. So it's, I know kind of we started talking about, um, you know, what it's like to try to cover all this, but it, my point is things are so different, um, both on how we're doing our jobs and how they're doing their jobs, and we haven't really gotten a real glimpse of what they're doing on their end. So it's going to be really interesting to see them cut t- t- out there on Monday. Um, in this new world and play some football when, um, quite frankly, um, I'm expecting it to be a little bit sloppy because there's been a lot of things that they just haven't been able to do.
2: Yeah, well said. I think you really summed up what is going on across the country, really, not just what you're doing, but really what every every media guy who's been, or person, I should say, I don't mean it to be uh, – gender specific but we've all been in that environment for years and now it is different and it, it is hard and i guess we'll see when they take the field and it stands to reason that it would be sloppy one of the things one of the great things about Zoom now, anyway, is from for the out-of-town perspective, you can go on their sites, and you can listen to, like, a Neil Montalolo speak for however long he speaks, and some of them, they've been a half hour, and, you know, you can get, from an outside perspective, you can get a little bit more. From the inside perspective, I get your point, uh, from my perspective, been able to listen to him and, and his coordinators talk a little bit more, because you can get online, and and have that stuff. And one of the things that Ken is saying is that that with the graduation and the advancement of Malcolm Perry, that he thinks that they're going to rely more on their defense, and he believes their defense will have to carry them until the offense comes along. And he's particularly talking about a linebacker who he believes is an NFL caliber. Could you expound on that?
1: Yeah, Diego. He led the team with um, 100 tackles last year, five and a half sacks, um, was first team all A C they're kind of expecting him to kind of even been um, let loose, even more this year. So last year, so 2018, one of the worst defenses in the nation, um, completely turned around in 2019 when they brought in Brian Newberry, the new defensive coordinator. And so everybody was super hyped about him. He comes in um, and completely turns it around, uh, much more aggressive. But I mean, just better in absolutely every category, all the way across the board. Um, there's optimism because they've got six. The six starters back, and also in every stop that Newberry has been, year two has been an enormous jump from year one. So that's kind of why that expectation is. That, you know, it was already a pretty good defense last year. They're expecting it to take another step forward now that people are used to the regular base system, and now everybody can kind of, um, now you can play even more games. Now that everybody is used to that, you can, you know, you can really kind of get fancy with your scheme and things like that. However, the weird part is, like we were just talking about, you haven't been able to do the same things as you would normally because of the way practices have been changed. So we're all curious to see if you, they still make that same kind of jump, um, because you know they're just going to be behind from what it normally would have been. However, uh, yes, that's that's by far the lead. The the, uh, the defense needs to lead the way um, without question. Um, Dalen Morris is going to be the starting quarterback, and this is going to be his first start. He basically sat for four years, and he's—it's going to be interesting to see how that offense works. You know, they're still going to run that triple option. They're still going to be option option and run the heck out of the ball. But Dalen Morris is definitely more of a passer than um, than Malcolm Perry was last year. You know, he had Samoa told called Malcolm Perry basically a running back that was playing that could throw the ball at times. Well, David Morris came out of uh, um, a spread system out of high school got a strong on, um, you know, just definitely more of a pure passer, but they're still running the same scheme. So, the thought is, okay, um, defense lead, still run the ball, but the hope is that once Morris gets settled, that maybe um, teams have to respect that pass a little bit more or if teams, you know, just load up against the run, hey, he can pull it back and throw it a little bit um, to keep teams maybe a little bit more honest than in the past. So, th- that's, the um, wait and see when it comes to the quarterback and when it comes to Dalen Morris. But uh, yeah, they're, they're expecting Diego and the defense to be up front leading the way, especially early in the season.
0: So, going back and reading the stories that were written at the end of the season, Perry Olson, the sophomore, was supposed to be the quarterback. And the stories that would be written in what, in a normal year, would be the end of spring ball. That was still kind of the timing. But now Morris has <laughs> beaten out Olson maybe you can't answer this because you're not seeing practice, but did Morris play really well and win the job, or did Olsen have a bunch of problems and they got to go with Morris because he's the safer pick and they just can't trust Olsen? Did Olsen give it away?
1: Uh, Like you said, I haven't seen it for myself, but according to coaches, Um, Morris just wowed everybody. They said that just every single day he was just out there, and they know they have their little side conversations like, who's catching your eye? Man, Morris was playing really well. And and it seemed like they just kept having that conversation day after day after day. And eventually they looked at each other and said, hey, he's played his way into the starting job. I don't think it was – they haven't said that, at least out loud, that, that um, Olsen had struggled. It was more of David Morris just kept surprising us day after day after day and making plays and and just clearly being the top quarterback out there. So uh, they were. It, it was a little bit of a surprise, I think, for them also, but um, it was definitely a, a situation where he went out there and grabbed it because he was just, again, every single day it was like, or again, I I say every single day, as if I saw it. So this this is reports from the coaching staff, but it it just seems like every single day that they said, "Man, he had another good one. He had another good one. He just had to kept stacking them and stacking them, and was the most consistent of all the guys." And finally, they just had to say, "Hey, you know, he's the starter. He outplayed everybody."
2: I'm wondering with that intricate option system. How much of it, he didn't have on-the-field experience, but how much of it was knowledge of how to run the offense when he finally got his chance, because even though he wasn't playing, he was still there, and maybe he just learned more and has a better
1: grasp of it. That's what I was going to say. He's, you know, he's, he's a senior. This is his fourth year, so he's been here the whole time running the system, so it's not foreign to him. Um, All of this is not new. The the new part is going to be actually being under the light. But, you know, um, you would hope, you know, if you've got a quarterback or you, you would hope if you've got anybody on campus, um running your system for four years that right? by the time that they're a by the time they're a senior, whether or not they're playing and whether or not there's uh, you know, just people that are athletically better than them, you would hope that they at least build the system like right the back of their hand because hey, what is who what has it been doing for four years? So I I, I think that was um uh, I don't think there was a concern of whether he could run it. Um it was just a matter of who runs it better and it seems like um Feels like he's been running it really well, and the fact that he can add a little bit of a passing dynamic probably sets him a little bit apart. But uh, yeah, it's it's not foreign. This is not a this is not a transfer in. This is not a guy who, cause like you said, this is a intricate system uh, with a lot of timing and and a lot of nuance. And um, that they, they, and this is not a really a, that strange of a situation for maybe um, they they've had this quite a few times. Um, over the history and over the last 20 years of a, of a quarterback, you know, starting, uh, you know, winning, not playing their first three years and starting the job as a senior, sometimes it's almost looked at like um, it, it might take uh, several years to really master that offense. But, yeah, this, this, is, this is not new to him by any means whatsoever.
0: Kareem Copeland, Washington Post reporter, covering the Naval Academy, joining us. So do they? does Navy have any uh, running backs, just really punishing type guys? Maybe not the speed, because if they had speed, they might be somewhere else because they'd be dreaming about the NFL. But I'm thinking someone who breaks tackles, and here when there can't be as much tackling, yeah, that could be a huge advantage. Do they have that tough guy running back?
1: Um, well, they've got a couple fullbacks that you would kind of expect to do that. I do really hard to say for me, just since, you know, again, we keep talking about having not been out there and, and witnessing it. But I expect um, the two fullbacks to be a little bit more physical, you know, because the two guys that you're going to see mostly are going to be C.J. Williams, Miles Sell, quarterback David Morris, like we were just talking about. Um, but fullbacks from Jamar Brothers and Nelson Smith, uh, those are the two, um, I guess, bigger running backs that you'll um, – that are going to be out there getting carries. Um, Again, we'll we'll just kind of have to see because, you know, uh, I'm fully expecting BYU to have size on them. So um, sometimes uh, you you, you look a little bit more bruising against some programs than others. And so I'm curious to see how they match up against um against BYU and BYU's size but that those are those are the two that if you're talking about who's gonna be running the trenches who's gonna you know um you know try to be a little bit more physical try to try to you know get those two yards on on third and two uh those those would probably be the guys that you that you see just kind of um, um running more more physically uh for sure those two uh, Carruthers and Smith at fullback.
0: All right, Kareem, we know you got to run and interview a legend.
1: Patrick <laughs> I, Ewing. Patrick Ewing in 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, you go get that done. We appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. And see uh, whoever's coming out on Monday.
0: Okay. I think that may be nobody, but we'll have to see. Do you know anybody who's traveled with yeah, this PK? True. I
1: haven't even thought about that.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> it's yeah, a, I it's talked to J. Drew. Jay Drew. a here this year, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look for Jay Drew, Deseret News.
1: All right, will do. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. Okay. I hope everything's going well. Be safe and healthy.